Let's pretend like we have the best internet connections ever, and we'll just roll with it. Okay, deal. Welcome, folks, to Oddity Files, the podcast. That's Nick Floyd. Hello. Tell them who I am. And that's Kitsy Duncan. Oh, look at the good you do. And we're here to tell you whatever the fuck we want, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes we talk about chicken fried Crocs. Sometimes <laughs> we talk about spooky shit. Yeah. Sometimes we talk about Taylor Swift. Sometimes we don't. So very true. Welcome back. If you made it through last week's episode, <laughs> I feel like more people did than should have, which leads me to this like new theory that a lot of fashionistas listen to this podcast as well as paranormal intro folks. <laughs> it could be because when you were talking about your your Coachella wardrobe, maybe that just kind of drew them all in. Yeah, you say Coachella and they come out of the woods like uh, Gamork yeah. from Neverending Story. Except less evil. You know, I've never seen that movie. Get the fuck out of here. Really? What year did it come out? Uh, I'm staring at a poster right in front of myself in my little podcast. Late under. 80s? Yes. It was like 84, I want to say. Oh, I should have seen it then. Oh, it's pure joy. Maybe somebody told me it was scary. And I was like, I nuped my way out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got some creepy crawlies in it, but it's definitely in like one of the saddest animal scenes of all time, but it's still very good. I didn't hear anything you just said. <laughs> Perfect. But I heard there's definitely some creepy crawlies. So then I, that's exactly why I didn't watch it. I was 14 and I was like, I don't watch scary movies. And look, there's a boy. That was me at age 14. So that explains it. Look at it. you now. Right. <laughs> I don't really watch that many scary movies. I really don't. I just watch ghost shows and murder shows. There you go. It's real but life. Those are like documentary style. Yeah. Right. So... That's a true story I shit. I, yeah. I got into horror for a hot minute because I had a lot to catch up on. I, I went back and I watched the first Ash movie and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> Don't tell Bruce I said that. But it was watching it in the 2000s when it it was bad. Oh. And Army of Darkness was worse. Oh. oh. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. My soul. I love I'm it. So I love sorry. it so much. But I loved Ash versus the Evil Dead, the TV show on Showtime. Oh, it was fantastic. It was. It totally was. And I watched like Leatherface. Like when I was in my 30s, I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. This is kind of a bad movie and I'm not scared. So I went on this binge and I watched and then I got to The Stranger. So I live in a house that's in the middle of nowhere. And I could see that happening to me, and I'm like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched the rental this this weekend. It had been on my list, and mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm going to an Airbnb on Thursday, and the the movie. Oh, is that what that's based on? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty twisted. The ending is very solid, uh, but it definitely freaked me out a little bit. I had nightmares that night for sure, and I was a little a little worried, but uh, it'll be all right. Yeah. It'll be fine. But it was a good one. It was a It'll be fine. It was a good one for the the home invasion fans out there, horror movie fans. It was a good one. I mean, I'm only a fan of that if it's a recreation in a TV show on the ID network. Other than that, see, I sink myself so deeply into these movies. I was the person that finally watched the Blair Witch Project years and years after it came out. And I'm like, 
okay, I think I'm ready. But somebody at some point told me to go into it like you don't know it's not real. You, you know, so you go into it like this is legit found footage. And I did, and I couldn't even finish it. That guy standing in the corner, I'm like, I'm out. No, I don't even want to know how this ends. Isn't that at the end? That's the ending of the movie. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, okay. I just turned it off because I'm like, nope, I don't even That was before I was into all this ghosty shit. So I'm like, nope, he's going to fucking die. That's like watching the Titanic and then like as soon as the ship's about to hit the iceberg, you're like, nope, turn this off. <laughs> I'm done. Nope, don't even want to know. It's not going to stick because I didn't see anything bad happen. I don't want to see it go down. <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> yep, that's amazing. That's me. Oh. Oh, that was. That's why I don't watch the news. If I don't watch the news, nothing bad's happening. That see, I love. I not really. I would like. <laughs> I would troll people on purpose. One of my favorite videos on the internet, like it was a few years. ago. It was several. It was many years ago. It was when Toy Story three had like just come out on Blu-ray, and someone took it and showed the movie to their to their mother, and he edited the movie. I was that mother. <laughs> Balling. He edited the movie to where the movie ends and goes to credits when they're on the little conveyor belt going into the fire, and as soon as they die, he like edited the rest out, cut it to credits. Oh my god, that's just terrible. <laughs> so the mom is like, "Are you kidding? Is this really how it ends? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I love it. Oh my, that's just evil. <sighs> That person is an asshole in life, and they'll be an asshole in death. I'm just saying. Yeah, I guess it's like reverse what you did, where you saw something, you're like, nope, I'm going to turn it off, whereas someone like thrived on finding the worst thing and being like, no, this is really how the movie ends. <laughs> I will never. For- so when I went to go see Toy Story 3, my oldest son was graduating the same year as Andy. So I'm just in there going, oh, and Carter, my younger son, like he would have night terrors. I don't even understand night terrors. They were just terrifying for him. And I would just hold him and we'd lay on the couch and we'd watch Toy Story. And it would stop and I'd get up and I'd hit rewind and we'd watch Toy Story again. God, I was so happy when they came out with DVDs. However, that, <laughs> that Toy Story is my everything. I, that's probably my top Pixar movie ever. Okay, done. Rant. Oh, I went off on something non-paranormal again. Surprise! Oh, it's fine. Here we are. You know what? It shows that we're real people. We are. <laughs> and and I do cry sometimes. Yeah, But I sometimes. try not to because it really sucks. I hate crying more than anything. Yep. I feel the same way. It's true. But it happens. Yeah. What are you going to do? It does. <laughs> not a damn thing. Did you see in the Facebook fan group that I'm going to I'm going to butcher this name. Snowqualime Falls Brewery made a root beer with Sasquatch on the can. Ursula posted that. And now I need to know more. Yeah. But mainly, I just want to know where to buy it. And thank God it's root beer and not beer. They make all these cool beers. I don't drink beer. I drink bourbon. Yeah. But it's root beer. And I fucking love root beer. With a splash of bourbon. I'm a I'm a big fan. I was I was like sitting down for like a midday snack and I was scrolling the Facebooks and I had seen the in the Audio Files Facebook group, someone had posted a picture of like Ed Gein's skin hands that he made and it I like almost Oh yeah. I almost lost my lunch and I was very upset with the Audio <laughs> Files fan group. I was pretty I was pretty upset. I'm sorry. And then like an hour later, 
Ursula posted the picture of the Sasquatch brew beer can, and I was like, you know what? You won my heart back. I'm there. Exactly. Yeah, Ursula, keep posting those Sasquatches. Um, maybe we reel in the true crime stuff, guys. Go to the Miss Murder f- uh, True Crime Facebook fan page for the true crime. So we don't want to hurt Nick's delicate infrastructure, my, my stomach, if you will. My, my poor little stomach. I was eating like a nice charcuterie plate that I had made myself. I was like, I don't know if I want this anymore after seeing these skin hands. People really make their own charcuterie charcu- charcuterie plates yeah well i mean i'm mine was like pre-cut cheese and like i sliced a tomato and then i got some like store-bought turkey and i just put it on a plate (laughs) you're still fucking fancy as fuck i wanted to feel fancy i'm craving charcuterie how do you say it charcuterie charcuterie oh that's much easier i'm like charcuterie (laughs) good times um and can i just mention your timing on last week's episode you do a story about ghost sex, demon sex, and then this lady who apparently is an a-, a lizard. I'm not sure the whole story. I watched it once and I really believed it for a second and then Facebook took it down and said, that's false news, bitch. But she talks about demon sperm. I- I'm just saying, you're so on topic right now. Yeah, you Can't know. wait to see what you bring today. I mean, you know, simulation theory is a thing. You will things into existence. I didn't expect to will some crazy shit like this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, here we are. Here we are. God damn it. Well, don't do that again. I'm just saying. I won't. I, I aimed. Well, I don't know. I might have fucked up today. But like next week, I'll make sure. Okay. If, if, shit, come, if shit goes <laughs> down after this episode, I swear. If I set myself up for things to come from today's episode, I'm in big trouble. I might not make it till next week. We'll see. Oh, snap. I'm scared. I've got one. If mine comes into fruition, I think we'll all be really happy. Good. So, Nick, this week is in charge of Paranormal in the News. Oh, yes. And you heard her correctly. She said news, not paranormal in the nude. That would be... You wouldn't... (laughs) It would be weird. Maybe Travel Channel will pick me up if I ghost naked. If I ghost hunt naked, there you go. That would Look be at the good you the do. Best. That would be like the Naked and Afraid show. But you put people, you strip them down, you put them in haunted places, naked and afraid. That would be amazing. Can Can I just like be the leader of it all, and everybody else is naked? <laughs> I'm fucking fifty years old. You don't want to see this shit without clothes. I'm just saying. You could be the host of it. You can be like the Jeff Probst. Yeah. Of Naked and Afraid in a Haunted House. There it is. Is that the Survivor guy? Yeah. Love him. Perfect. Oh, he's my favorite. Here we go. Now's the time. This is the time. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, I got cameras. Nick, come on up. <laughs> we'll just do this real quick and we'll be bazillionaires. Yeah, we'll, everyone will want to see it. That'd and be... we can put it on Prime and they can really be naked without blurring. Exactly. Hitting all angles. All angles. Yeah. Uh, I want you to bend over and pick up that K2 <laughs> meter there, sweetie. <laughs> I didn't mean those angles. Sorry, I, I meant all stop. genre angles, Kitsy <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Anyway, paranormal in the news. 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 Um, so this one's not super paranormal. I, got, I have two little news pieces. This one was just... This one gave me a little laugh. Um, there is an author. Uh, he, his name is John Boyne, I believe. B-O-Y-N-E. He wrote The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which is a very dramatic book. 
it was adapted into a movie. It's very, it's very dramatic. And this new book that he wrote called A Traveler at the Gates of Wisdom is also a dramatic book. But someone on the Reddits and the Twitters dug up a very interesting paragraph in this book Uh where one of the main characters is explaining uh, from first person how to dye a dress. And the paragraph reads... Like D-Y-E dress, correct? Yep, correct. So the, 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 the quick paragraph reads... The dyes that I used in my dressmaking were composed from various ingredients depending on the color required, but almost all required nightshade, sapphire, key swing, the leaves of the silent princess plant, octo rock eyeball, swift violet, thistle, and high tail lizard. That's one. And then he goes to, to say, in addition to that, the red that he that I used for Abrilla's dress, I employed spicy pepper, the tail of the red lizzle. Lizzlefoes and four Hylian shrooms. It uh, kind of like some weird words in there, but like I don't know about dress yeah. dyeing. I don't know how that shit works. So somebody got real creative and thought things were familiar, and realized that all these ingredients actually belong in the game The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. What? <laughs> and they're like different monsters in the game and like if you kill the monster in the game you get these like special things and so the octorock is like an octopus monster thing that you kill it and the lizzle foes are like lizard monsters and it's like it's in this book forever permanently and he completely ripped it off from nintendo (laughs) he ripped it off i think it was a google issue because he went and responded to someone on Twitter and said, LOL, that is actually kind of hilarious. I'm totally willing to own it. Something tells me I'll be telling this anecdote on stage for many years to come. <laughs> so. I love it. Uh, it I love was it. just such a weird story. Like, uh, it's, it was, it works for this podcast because all this author was doing was trying to research how to dye dresses and stuff. <laughs> kind of like just, we do. Yeah, and he just accidentally found a video game (laughs) terminology, and that's it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure in years and years and years, somebody will come come across one of our podcasts and be like, oh, that kitsy girl just totally paste and cut that from Wikipedia. You know, I mean, it's going to happen. I use Wikipedia a lot, except in Star Story. That's fine. But I love the fact that he can play it off and laugh at it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that brings me to the the final piece of paranormal news. This is actually some paranormal shit. Uh, in Ainsdale Beach on Wednesday of last week. I don't know where <laughs> where that is. I think it's somewhere in the UK. Okay. I do Makes not sense. know. Uh, a 15 foot decomposing creature washed washed up on the shores of this beach. And what? No one knows what it was. It was furry, but had flippers, and it kind of looked like a whale with tusks. No one knows what this thing is. Holy fucking shit! That's terrifying. Yeah, it's very. I mean, it's very decomposed in the pictures, but it's got like, it has legs. It doesn't really look like anything really. It's very jumbled up and stuff. But uh, it's it's a big thing and. They don't know what it is. And scientists, they also don't know what it is. 
Oh, really? I was going to be like, some asshole chopped up bits and pieces of animals and sewed them all together and threw them in the ocean. I wouldn't put it past the human race at this point. Yeah. However, if scientists are like, no, we don't know, now I'm scared again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people are saying it looked like an elephant. Some people said it looked like a cow. Some people said it looked like a horse. And then um, the Coast Guard said that they're going to remove it as soon as possible and that they think it's some kind of whale in heavy air quotes. With four legs? Yeah, legs, fur. Oh, God, don't tell my daughter-in-law. She's, she hasn't uh, one of those. What are those fears are when they're just ridiculous because you'll never run into one anywhere? Um, what are those called? An irrational fear. Oh, yes. She has an irrational fear of whales. And if she finds out there's a possibility whales could have legs, she will lose her shit. So, Mary... If you're listening, we're sorry. <laughs> Listen, I'm right there with you. I have a irrational fear of whales as well. But this is like... Do you really? I do. I do. You're the only the second person I've met with this fear. Yep. Tell me Tell me why. Uh, well, it's just the fear of like how big these things are. And they're just living and existing in this mass body of water and have no idea. Like if you're kayaking and they just want to decide to like flop. They're not, they don't, they're not trying to kill you. But, like, no. they can straight up murder you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get that. Yeah. But how many times has that really happened? I mean... I'm just trying to help you out, help out a friend here. Nothing. I, well, I mean, my fear has gotten better because I, I, I see kayak in Alaska and there are, were beluga whales all over because it was very cold water right yeah. near... Uh, and, and that helped me a lot. It helped me move past my fear. But... Thank God they were, were tiny whales. They were little baby whales. Things shouldn't be that big. Like, I don't, I don't, I feel very uncomfortable when things are that big. See, I'm obsessed with ginormous things. And don't make that sexual in any way, anybody who's listening right now. But I love whales. I love manatees. Elephants are my shit. Anything, I don't know. I, I can't, I love everything like that. And you, you are the yin to my yang, sir. I'm a big fan of giraffes. I've had really pleasant experiences with giraffes. <laughs> but uh, whales, fuck that noise. I'm not a fan. I, I like a good... I, 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 I want to protect the whales for sure. They just yes. scare the shit out of me. Yeah. I went whale watching once outside of Plymouth, Massachusetts. And it was amazing. And oh my God, their breath is horrendous. Okay, let's finish your story. Sorry. I, that's it. I mean, there's really no ending yet. This happened, like I said, this happened on Wednesday. Today's Monday. They're still waiting. But shit like this happens all the time. And then nothing happens. Like, right. they won't say what it is. And no one will remember this happened and we'll never find out what it is. They're just going to scrape it under the rug. Except for our listeners. Come on, let's push for... We want answers, people. Contact yes. these scientists, if they even are scientists, if they don't know what this is. Contact them. We need to find out. Here's the problem is the press kind of just lets it go. Yep. And the on. scientists need to get out there and tell the information to everybody. Okay. Yep. Did you see the video floating around the interwebs with what looks like maybe a sergeant or something in the army giving like a class? Yes. Talking about the aliens he's seen? Yes. Huh. I'm not sure what to think about it. Yeah. I uh, I saw it. I think the first place I saw it was in the Oddity Files group, which is mm -hmm. great. Um, it's like you get the news first there. I, I think the, this 15 foot 
creature too I saw in the Oddity Files group pop up. So it's like I didn't see that one. That's great. I I think I did, but it might have been kind of floating around. But this okay. this alien video, I don't know. I mean, the conspiracy theorist in me is like really having fun with the idea that like the 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 other soldiers who are in the room with the sergeant who's like very serious, mm-hmm. he's very just he's very specific about what's happening and these these other guys in the room are like making fun of him and talk and just like just f-bomb this f-bomb yeah. that like this is stupid this is a joke are we gonna get the invaded? word vagina comes up yeah yeah and you know a lot of people in the comments are like oh those are mk ultra soldiers who who have just been like raised and that's why they talk like that so there's this whole layer of like have you met any young people recently? They all fucking talk like that. They all fucking talk like me. <laughs> but the one thing that, that a lot of people aren't really like hitting on in their headlines is that this is from 2012. This has been on the internet since 2012. It's a long time. Oh, it has been on that long? Yeah. You were kind of cutting up there. Sorry. So, yeah, I had heard oh. that it was a video from 2012. I didn't realize it has been on the internet. Baby's first conspiracy theory again. Yeah, it's. I think people are digging, and it's just if if it, that story would have had a leg to stand on if it had come out like six weeks ago. If Absolutely. Six weeks ago, someone shit that video out on YouTube, and <laughs> it was circulating. I would sit here and say, I this tracks. I believe it, especially with the Pentagon releasing these documents. Right. right. But 2012. We weren't talking about aliens. Our government was not talking about aliens in 2012. If this was right. on the internet and was anything that was accurate in the slightest way, they would pull it down. Yeah. Like, there's no way. I think, here's the vibes I got from the whole thing. The kids, fucking idiots. But the soldier had an experience, and he was talking about his personal experiences i don't think he was talking about experience he had in missions or field exercises or anything like that i think this guy may or may not have been abducted and the kids got him off just like i used to do in high school you try to get the teacher off on a rant about something where you're not learning anything and that's what these kids did yeah but i mean it's nine minutes long and that's the the piece where like i believe that he had his own experience but they're all in their their fatigues it's a nine-minute video. In 2012, this would have been like the coolest. I'm gonna make a fake video on the internet, yeah, and put it out, put it on YouTube because it's great. Like, I could get a bunch of people together, put them in military fatigues, go in a blank room that looks like it's at a school or mm-hmm. something, shoot on my iPhone, and just record a video of them talking about anything that feels realistic that's not leaning heavy into like being over the top absurd and this it just works and like 2012 somebody totally would have done it and called this a short film yeah i was just thinking it could be just a bit or piece of an independent horror flick and there's so many i mean i want to say 2012 uh, district 9 came out in 2009 the director of district 9 was like teasing another movie and he recorded this like found footage video of this little like mole creature okay that was found in like the in like a dump in South Africa and he recorded this video and he put it on YouTube and 
it went viral and everyone's like, oh my God, have you seen this? Have you seen this? This is crazy. Have you seen this? And it wound up being a, um, like a, a fun viral video okay. that the director of District 9 had done. And that was it. Shit happens all the Which time. Which makes complete sense. You know, it's a, it's a few years after that. So why not try something? Right. It's all around the same time where people were doing that. And found footage was like popping off in like 2008 to 2013 was like that range where it was like paranormal activity. It was Cloverfield. It was this. It was that. It was everything coming out of the just everywhere. Did I ever tell you the story? So Chris and I used to have like a little production company, but we did this short about Sasquatch in found footage style, like 2008. So yeah, it was huge back then. I'll have to find it and send it to you personally. Nobody else gets to see it. Ha ha! <laughs> yes, I'll take the exclusive. <laughs> yeah, so that makes complete yeah. sense. Um, did you also see, real quick, that archaeologists found out tons of info on Stonehenge? And they're saying... I did. So some of the rocks came from 15 miles away. The, all the other rocks came from 150 miles away. And they were all erected... At the same time. Aliens. Oh, yeah. I mean, pyramids and Stonehenge are enough. That's always my my gate, the, like the gateway drug to like alien speak in conversation is people are like, I don't really believe in aliens. I'm like, well, let's talk. Here, let me talk to you about the pyramids and Stonehenge. <laughs> get, get, explain <laughs> that shit to me, buddy. No. Okay. You're yeah. a believer. <laughs> it's not hard. That's like the that's the, the quickest go-to, and I'm glad they finally added some more icing on the cake for me. Oh, I live for that shit, because I really have always thought it was aliens or God. I don't know. Also, yeah. real quick, did you see the new merch? The Dick Christian Rocks shirt? I ordered you, you one, right sir. I, I hope I got the right size. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. I'm going to wear it with pride. Good old Dick Christian. Dick Christian. I will get that on the oddityfiles.com as soon as humanly possible. I am so behind on updating that. It's probably been like three months. So maybe I'll just get that up at least so you guys can order it. Um, Help support your favorite podcast. Hopefully your favorite by buying the merch. We appreciate it. Also, we've got some socials, Nick. Why don't you rattle those off? Yeah, the socials are on Instagram and Twitter at Oddity Files. It's that simple. That It's Facebook, too. And the TikTok. Face- oh, also Facebook. All the And things. the TikTok. <laughs> Easy. And you've heard None us- of them were taken. Just take, take, take. Exactly. As soon as a new social network comes up, I'm always, grab Oddity Files. Grab Kitsy Duncan. <laughs> I haven't grabbed Kitsy on tiktok right now and now that you all know i will have grabbed it before this releases so i'm just saying (laughs) also we have a patreon page i need to update as well i've been a little crazy writing the book lately i'm in full-on panic mode so every spare moment i have i'm either writing stories for my podcast or trying to write a freaking book that is way harder than i anticipated it being so um, head on over to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash oddityfiles. And a big shout out to our producers, Doug Malden Locke, Donald Blanchflower, and Ryan Hoke. You guys are amazing. And hello to our new members. We appreciate all you guys and all the stuff and all the things. But you all are here. Oh, you know what? I got to give one more shout out. Fuck 
fucking A. I'm going to cut that out. Don't forget to check out our newest partner. It's Bones Coffee. And if you go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee, you'll help out. Again, your favorite podcast. So... I just... Shower me in Bones Coffee and give me all the Sasquatch rainbow unicorn <laughs> shit. I want it all for the rest of my life. I, give me a lifetime supply. I love it. Yeah, we, we need to talk to them about our personal supplies. But I, I, I placed an order today. I ordered. They have like all the different countries. I don't like flavored coffee. I don't. I, it's just a thing for me. I like coffee to taste like coffee. So they have a bundle right now where you can order like coffee from Kenya, coffee from this place, coffee from coffee from Sumatra. And it's like a bundle of like five different coffees. So I ordered that today and I'm super stoked to check it out. Oh, you should be. That's Sumatra Grand Reserve. Yes. It's just chef's kiss. I tell you, I am a big fan of the Sumatran coffee. Same Um, But you know why these people are here, right? I do. I'm sure you do too. They want to hear your fucking story, Nick. Listen, there's no story about fucking today. That was last week. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. So last week we got a little freaky with the ghost sex, which was a fun journey. But uh, today we're going to kind of bring the spooky back to to the podcast. So I'm excited. Oh, thank God. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Last week's episode was one of my favorites. It was a good time. I had a good time. Same. It was tough. It was tough doing the research. I'm like, oh, I'm not. How am I going to follow that? <laughs> yeah, so here we are. Uh, this one's real cool. I, d- I don't really, I don't really know a lot about this. I didn't know a lot about this. I had kind of seen it in movies and things like that. Um, but today we're going to talk a little bit about some British folklore and um, what is called a uh, a spectral black dog. <gasps> That's what we're going to talk about. Yes! <laughs> so uh, this was real interesting. Um, basically, the black dog uh, is a motif of a demonic entity found primarily in the folklore of the British Isles. But it's spread to the United States and this and that and everywhere. Essentially, what the black dog is, is it's a nocturnal apparition, in some cases a shapeshifter, and is often said to be associated with the devil or described as a ghost or hellhound, which is another popular term you've probably heard in a lot of metal music. Well, I actually call the but- white fluffy dog a hellhound, <laughs> the white fluffy hellhound. Ghost of the devil. Yes. Or dog of the devil. I don't know. <laughs> so the specific legend that we're going to fo- focus on today is uh, from the Suffolk Coast. And this actually comes from the SuffolkCoast.co.uk. This is the legend of the Bungay Black Dog. Ooh, I've not heard this. Famous, very spooky. Uh, this one's especially spooky because there aren't a ton of casualties in this, but there are a couple, and it's very scary. Even though it's just a couple casualties from a ghost dog, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, super scary. Like, yeah, it's it's scary. Uh, the dog's name in this story was given. Uh, it was the given name of Black Shuck, which is also uh, a song from the hit uh, band from uh, Believe in a Thing Called Love, The Darkness. And yes. this is where that song kind of came from. So the beast is it. said to roam the coastline and countryside of East Ang- Anglia. I'm going to butcher all of these terms. I apologize in advance. Uh, 
It's Damn it, we were just picking up our Pop- listenership in, in the UK, Nick. You're going to fuck this up. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I know. It's all my fault. Uh, the name Black Shuck possibly derived from the Old English word sucka, meaning devil. For centuries, inhabitants of the Suffolk coast have told tales of a large black dog with malevolent flaming eyes the size of saucers, which I'm assuming are like cat saucers and not flying saucers. Yeah, I'm sure. No. That's just a gift. According to reports, the beast varies in size and stature from that of a simply large dog to being the size of a calf or even a horse. What? Sometimes... Black Shuck is recorded as having appeared headless and at other times as floating on a carpet of mist. According to folklore, the specter haunts the landscapes of East Anglia, primarily coastlines, graveyards, side roads, crossroads, bodies of water, and dark forests. Its alleged appearance in 1577 at Bungay and Blythburg is a particularly famous account of the beast, and images of black sinister dogs have become a part of iconography of the area and have appeared in popular culture. And the legend goes a little something like Like this. this. (laughs) On August 4th, 1577, a large black dog burst in through the doors of St. Mary's Church in Bungay to a clap of thunder. It ran up to the nave past a large congregation, killing a man and a boy, causing the church steeple to collapse through the roof before moving on to Blytheburg Church, where it mauled and killed many more people. That That's why I don't go to church. I'm just saying. <laughs> you got to watch out for those devil dogs. <laughs> exactly. You never know where they're going to bust in the congregation. <laughs> Local accounts attribute the event to the devil. The scorch marks on the door of Blytheburg Church are referred to by the locals as, quote, the devil's fingerprints, which can be seen at the church to this day. The spine-chilling event is remembered in this verse. And the verse is this. All down the church in midst of fire, the hellish monster flew, and passing onward to the choir, I'm assuming, he many people slew. Which is pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty messed up thing. Um, according to the folklore, the Bungay black dog prowls along dark lanes and lo- lonesome field footpaths of the Suffolk coast, where although his howling makes the hearer's blood run cold, his footfalls make no sound. <gasps> if you're unfortunate enough to encounter him, it said that you will soon be extremely ill-fated. Today, you can see evidence of the mythical creature, the scorch marks on the door at Blytheburg Church, and throughout the market town of Bungay. Look up at the high town's weather vane and coat of arms. Its name also lives on in the Black Dog Running Club, Black Dog Marathon, Black Dog Antiques, and Bungay Town Football Club, the Black Dogs. Oh, I love it. It's pretty wild. So, if you're ever in Blytheburg or anywhere on the Suffolk coast, if you ever hear the mighty beast howling, you will do well to shut your eyes, even if you're uncertain whether it's the dog fiend or the voice of the wind you hear. Because if you hear it, it means you're already dead. Oh, 
hope I don't hear that shit. I love that story. Now. It's a good one. I have heard it on Mysteries of the Museum, and it was actually on my, I have this growing list of topics to do stories on, so that's checkmarked off. I didn't know everything that you had talked about, so that was very well done. Did you know that Sherlock, no, not, what's the author's name? (laughs) Something Doyle. Arthur Conan Doyle? Yes, did a book based on, it was The Hounds of Baskerville, based on Black Shook. Oh, I see. I did not know that. Yeah. That's really interesting. There's a lot of like, it's funny because this seems like such a a weird paranormal story with like a little bit of religious uh, Christianity sprinkled in. But it's been this huge pop culture thing from this book to the darkness song to movies. And I mean, every shop in the town sounds like it's named after it. Yeah. They really lean in. I mean, (laughs) there's no subtlety here. But this is just one, and and I'm sure many weeks from now I'll jump into more spectral dog stories. But there, I mean, this isn't just one town. There are even crazier stories all over the world, mostly in Europe, but there are some in the United States. And really? I mean, this shit is—it's crazy. I mean, there are still sightings to th- to this day oh, of snap. like spectral dogs. Okay, that's terrifying. It's even more terrifying now. You know, when it happened yeah. in the olden days, it's cute and, oh, poor man died, poor boy died. But when it's allegedly still happening in, the, happening in this time, if you will, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like it's more along the lines of, like, people see it before they die. So, like, the spectral dog takes their life. So if, if they're driving at night but before they crash, they basically crash because of a spectral black dog with its oh. beady eyes. Sees them and then boom, they're dead and that's it. Did you ever watch Supernatural? I did not. The Hellhounds are a big deal in there as well. It's like you, they're coming for you. You hear them coming for you. I don't. I, I only watched through season eight and then it got too, too preachy, for lack of a better term. And uh, yeah. yeah, but I'll never forget. I think one was coming for Sam and then one was coming for Dean. So all you Supernatural fans. That's what he's talking about. There it is. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really cool, and I feel like this is a really big part of, um, uh, you know, black dogs are, are huge. I mean, there's a movie from the, I think it's from, I think it's it's either, it's either called Black Dog or White Dog, but I mean, there's a movie there. I mean, The NeverEnding Story is a perfect example, bringing it full circle with Gamork is a black wolf um, who's essentially the dealer of death oh. in the movie. So there's a lot of, of motifs and and different things uh, of black dogs and in, in horror movies and stuff. So, yeah, I, I it was a cool little little thing to yes. to learn about. I love it. I love it. You told it so well. Oh, thank you. I am super excited about our latest podcast partner, which is Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love 
coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, see what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out, and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talan. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files, one word, in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. I'm going to kind of bring things full circle myself Ooh. and talk about the Hel- the Kelly Hopkins encounter, which um, turned into, you know, full embracement by the town as well. This is Kentucky's most famous UFO case. And again, it was posted in the Facebook group by Kelly Elizabeth and... Here it goes. It's, I did not write this story. This was written in July 21st, 2017 by Maria Carter. And the magazine, are you ready for this, was Country Living. Paranormal stories in Country <laughs> Living? What? Okay. So here's how the story goes. On the evening of Sunday, August 21st, 1955, Elmer Lucky Sutton, a young man in his early 20s, was visiting his mom, Glennie Linkford, and three younger half-siblings at the farmhouse he'd grown up in. Eight miles north of Hopkinsville, on break from his job with a traveling carnival, Lucky had his wife, Vera, and their friends, Billy Ray and June Taylor, with him, the weekend. His brother JC and sister-in-law Aline, plus a family friend OP, were also there that night. So it was just a big gathering down in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Lots of names that will repeat themselves throughout this story. Not all of them, so don't worry. I got lost for a second, but you won't. So... Following a hearty supper prepared by Miss Glennie, that's mom, the party of 11 had settled in for a card game when Billy Ray made an outlandish claim. Walking back into the house from a trip to the well to refill his water glass, he blurted out that he'd just seen a round metallic object with the rainbow-colored streaks trailing behind it, moving through the sky above the farm. 
His companions took it as a prank. I mean, I would have too. Nick would have too. (laughs) At first. (laughs) Writing it off as another one of the tricks Billy Ray and Lucky liked to play on each other. But Billy Ray seemed genuinely bothered by whatever he'd seen, despite the other's instance that it was probably a meteor or a shooting star. When he asked his wife, June, for reassurance that she believed him, the absurdity of it all sent her and the others into fits of laughter. So, okay, everything's going down as it should, I assume. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame anybody. Like, fucking Billy Ray comes in and is like, (laughs) y'all... I done seen a rainbow ship in the sky. And they're like, Billy Ray, shut up. Yep. (laughs) I I saw a ship and it was farting rainbows. I'm not even kidding, boys. (laughs) I mean, that's how I'm seeing it's going down. It looked like a John Deere, except it was silver. It was a silver John Deere in the sky. And the exhaust, it was rainbows, fellas. It It was was rainbows. rainbows. It was powered by rainbow magic, sir. (laughs) (laughs) okay unwilling to let it go billy ray got lucky to walk out to the well got lucky see these names are really fucking me up i'm starting that over okay unwilling to let it go billy ray got lucky to walk out with out to the well with him so he could point out exactly where the object had gone across the sky Lucky Lucky had no idea what to make of his friend's story, but it was clear something had scared him. They were headed back to resume their game when something stopped them in their tracks. Oh, shit. Yep, here it goes. They both claimed a glowing object was approaching from the woods behind the house. As it got closer, they realized it was a short, human-like creature with large eyes two legs that seemed to float rather than walk, and two arms raised as if in surrender. Lucky yelled an expletive. I'm sure he said, what the fuck is that, boys? And the two men ran inside, slamming the door behind them. Okay, so he's got another witness. I like how this kid works. You don't believe me? Here, have some of this moonshine and come out to the well with me. I still wouldn't believe him. Like, there is no scenario where this plays out where I'm lucky and Billy Ray comes running in with his bullshit popping off at the mouth saying he saw a rainbow magic uh, ship, tells me to come outside after feeding me some moonshine, and then this little, like... I made up the moonshine part. Oh, well, it doesn't mean... They're drinking. They're all drinking. (laughs) Billy Ray knows it. The Lord above knows it. Lucky sure as hell knows it. He's probably puffing a couple joints, too. And he's out of the well, and he sees this little sucker ship. I would still, if I was lucky, I would I would laugh so hard until my eyes popped out of my skull. Like I would, Oh, yeah. I, I'm laughing really hard, and I wasn't even fucking there. So I get what you're saying. I get what you're trying to sell me, and I'm buying it. Okay. I'd be like, why don't you wrap little Timmy in Christmas lights? (laughs) What? Look, we'll put him on one of them new skateboards they got out right now. Oh, shit. Okay. So around this same time, when the boys both saw maybe a kid with Christmas lights and a skateboard, or maybe (laughs) an alien floating through the woods... A neighbor about a quarter mile north of them noticed lights in the woods behind the Sutton farm and figured the family was searching for one of their pigs. 
No, they did not. That had gotten out. Later, when he would hear gunshots, oh, just you wait, he imagined they were dealing with a bobcat preying on their livestock. So Glennie, she served dinner. The kids went off to play cards. She went off and did Glennie shit. She didn't understand what the commotion was all about. So she'd lived on the property for decades and never experienced anything even remotely strange in all the years she'd been there. But didn't want Lucky's talk of otherworldly goblins, quote unquote, upsetting his younger siblings. So she sent them to bed. The next thing she knew, the guys were standing guard at the doors, Lucky at the front with a 12 gauge and Billy Ray at the back with a 22. She couldn't believe how far they were willing to go to play a prank. And I'm not going to be scared in my own house, she thought. So, I mean, if I was mom, I'd been like, boys, go to your rooms. What year was this? 1950 something. Did I not put? I'm sure. Okay. Definitely the 50. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking, I like for some reason, I'm visualizing the 80s up in here, and I'm like thinking that they're thinking this. I'm like, this is what the shit, the Dungeons and Dragons, these are them Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) nerds out trying to scare them straight, you know? (laughs) Stranger Things all over again. (laughs) Is that Stranger Things bullshit? (laughs) Is that Close Encounters? Yeah. That movie scared the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. I had nightmares forever. Okay. So once Lucky's mind was set on something, there wasn't any convincing him otherwise. I'm sure young Lucky in wherever Kentucky, I can totally see it. I'm picturing him in overalls. Please, I hope you are too. So she tried getting answers from his friend instead. Maybe the two young men were playing a joke on their wives. So she sidled up to Billy Ray by the back door and she said just what exactly what this game was all about she wanted to know and he responded miss glenny i hope you don't have to find out he replied dun 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 so they were sitting there silently waiting while everyone else except lucky and the children talked in the living room when a figure about 3 feet tall appeared in the doorway out of the darkness glenny screamed And everyone came running. Billy Ray shot at the would-be intruder, piercing a hole in the screen door. Glenny's going to be pissed. Can we say it? Glenny's going to be pissed. (laughs) Then spurred by curiosity, he stepped onto the porch. As he did, he said he, no, he says a clawed hand reached down from the roof, grazing his hair. That was the wind, buddy. I'm just saying. Not knowing the creature's intent... Aline grabbed Billy Ray and yanked him back inside the house. Lucky stepped outside, aiming his gun at the roof. The creature he shot rolled off the roof and disappeared into the woods, apparently uninjured. Are you fucking kidding me? Lord have mercy. It's not saying who saw this thing other than Lucky and Billy Ray. But I think the family's scared at this point. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's safe to say that they are, but also, like, they're worried about grabbing a 12-gauge and chasing a damn bobcat in the woods, but a, a little three-foot humanoid comes out with its hands up, straight up, like, I want to be your friend. That's I, what's stirring them all up after, they, like. And the arms are up, like, I just want to like, hug. I mean, there was no COVID then. Yeah. You can hug everybody. Yeah, it's like, I come in peace, please. Yeah, 
be my friend. Well, they're only three feet tall, so their arms would be straight up for a hug, like a little two-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I Maybe s- it's like, it's it's the bear mentality. They're like trying to scare the humans by making themselves big, <laughs> like, rawr! Oh my God, I love it. Okay, so get ready. There's more. In the living room, oh. a pair of glowing eyes, a set of talons, both appeared in the window. JC shot at it through the glass with a 20 gauge shotgun. So not only has he fucked up Glenny's screen door, but now a window as well. She, uh, she's got to be Shame. shitty. She's not going to tell anybody, but she's going to oh, be yeah. pissed. Okay. Yeah. So close behind Billy Ray, followed up with a bullet. Uh, they struck the creature. No, no, the struck creature backflipped and took off running. I love these little creatures. That sounds great. So Glenny, I mean, back to Glenny. She's a religious woman who'd just been to church earlier that day. She started praying. For all she knew, the glowing-eyed creatures on her lawn were sent from the devil himself. The gunfire had stirred her younger kids from sleep. Now they looked at her for answers. The good Lord will watch over us and protect us, she said. That southern accent, it's the only accent I can do. As much to reassure herself as the children. Lucky urged the woman to take the children into the back room and hide. Everyone but Glenny obeyed. She could hardly believe what she'd seen earlier. She'd needed a second look and probably a second shot. That's mine, to be sure. Okay, so Lucky and Billy Ray surveyed the front yard while J.C., O.P., and Glenny waited inside. J.C. at the ready with a cocked gun. Someone yelled, look up in the maple tree. This time, everyone would clearly see one of the, quote, little men, unquote, perched on a branch above them. They shot at it, but instead of falling, the being just floated off the branch. The noise they heard when they fired another one coming from around the corner sounded like bullets hitting metal. It floated away, too. Realizing their gunfire was useless, the men retreated. So back at the house, the group tried to collect their thoughts amidst the racing questions. What are these things? Were they goblins? Were they demons? Did their raised arms indicate innocent intent? If they didn't mean any harm to the home's occupants, why did they keep coming back after they've been shot? Bullets may not have scarred the intruders. Nope. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Bullets may not have scared the intruders off. But someone pointed out that bright light seemed to hurt their large, yellow, pupiled eyes. Whenever a light came on, the beings backed away. Hmm, interesting. So they turned on every light in the house and waited. Outside, it was eerily silent. One of the children began to cry. Lucky was trying to think of what to do next when they heard scratching coming from the roof. He darted outside, pointed his gun at the top of the house, and fired at the creature there. The being floated down and scrambled out of sight beyond the trees, seemingly unharmed like the others. It was becoming abundantly clear that these, quote, goblins couldn't be deterred, at least not by any means an ordinary farm family had at their disposal. It was time to get out there. When the coast was clear, everyone make a break for the trucks, piling in as fast as you can. So the sergeant working the front desk at the Hopkinsville police station didn't know what to say to the 11 people who'd come in before midnight. One of them 
said they'd been fighting, quote, little silver men, unquote, for hours. The officer may not have believed that, but it was obvious something had frightened them. Why else would they have their children out so late? Oh, the 50s. (laughs) Okay, so cops were called in, blah, 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 blah. This is a way longer read than I thought it was going to be. So authorities searched the property. Nothing's to be found of the little men. Um, And everybody makes fun of the kids pretty much for the rest of their life. And even Glennie swears till the day she died that this was all 100% real. Theories emerged about these things. Uh, about the family members were questioned separately each describing the evening's events and the creature's physical appearance three to four feet tall with muscular upper bodies and atrophied legs large glowing eyes and pointy ears you know what i see when i read that description the little aliens from toy story this all totally went full circle the claw (laughs) yeah it does so I guess recently they started, the Hopkinsville town started a Little Green Men Festival to bring in tourists, make money for the town. And one of the descendants comes out and speaks at every one of these. And she she believes it. I guess her dad didn't tell her about it. Her dad was lucky, I believe. And he didn't tell her about it till one day Two people she'd never met before when she was eight years old showed up at her front door and came in to talk and asked for her dad. And afterwards, she's like, Dad, who are those people? And he's like, well, they're writing a book. And she's like, well, what about? And he tells her this whole story. So in 2005, she, she Stith is her last name, was invited to speak on a panel at this new event commemorating the 50th anniversary of the sighting what she found were dozens of people who were fascinated by the encounter but had the facts all wrong the information had been so misconstrued over the decades that sources were misquoting the witnesses their names and claiming there were 12 alien beings instead of three or four her family had estimated she said i thought if they heard it from the horse's mouth If people want to hear the story, let's get it right. So she chronicled her family's experience in the book Alien Legacy, published in 2007. And 2015, the Kelly Green Men Alien Legacy Revisited. So you're going to write two books about the same story? Okay, girl. Let's not get thirsty here. (laughs) In 2010, when the Kelly's community organization started brainstorming things to build a fundraising event around, they delved into their area's past and hitting on the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. So she was talking about this before the event was made. Anywho, um, I'm going to cut all that out. Thus, the Little Green Men Days Festival was born in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and I want to go to there. Could you imagine like Rice Krispie treats shaped like little green men and all the stuff and all the I wonder if there's a little green men at antiques there. Oh, I'm sure there is. I'm, I, I want to go to all those. There's like a Bigfoot festival, I think, in Kentucky or North, or North Carolina. And then there, this and like I want to go to all the festivals. Oh, yeah. Like Indiana has one about a, a giant turtle that apparently ate somebody. Yes. or something. Oh, yeah. I, I think Amazing. that would be like the most magical road trip ever. Oh, hit them all. Hit all the. There's another reality show right there. We just hit all the the 
the paranormal fests that happen oh, in yeah. the towns. Buy all the t. Could you imagine our T-shirt collection? Yeah, I would just be like, you would just find me like super wasted with like hand hands full of like cotton candy, and, like alien shaped cotton candy, and like goddamn candy pecans, just like eating them with like six shirts on. Exactly. <laughs> Little spinny hat. You wouldn't be able to get me to leave. There you go, Tribal Channel. Reach out. We can do this. This is gonna be good. We'll drink the entire time again. <laughs> My my wingman for this was Country Living Magazine, written by Maria Carter in July 21, 2017. Yeah, these little green men sound super exciting, and I will forever see them as the little aliens in The Claw from Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, like, if they wanted to party, though. <laughs> like, if the little green men in, in Toy Story, like, really wanted to get lit. Like, oh, yeah, I think that's all they wanted to do. Like, they just they're like, listen, man, I just want to party or their ships are powered by alcohol and their moonshine was the closest thing. Maybe they like to play cards. I don't know what card game they were playing, but maybe they like the poker or the canasta. Uh, Definitely the canasta. (laughs) (laughs) You know, those little aliens fuck with the canasta. Oh, yeah, for sure. Never played Canasta in my life. Maybe I have. I probably forgot. I don't know. I'm old. (laughs) I love it so much. I just, I want to pretend that that, like... Really happened? They were just looking for fuel. Yeah, (laughs) they were like, we're just looking for fuel, man. Like, come on, you guys seem cool. I hear, I hear in Kentucky, y'all got some grain alcohol that kind of is made in stills. Because I believe that the aliens would have a country accent. I'm just saying, they want to fit in. They, they, and their oh, names are Billy Bob and Unlucky. Yeah. And then they'd be best friends. <laughs> it would be like... The yin oh, to shit. Their I, would, I, would, I would watch that movie. I would watch like <laughs> Lucky and Billy Ray meeting little Billy Bob and Unlucky the alien. And they go on a road trip together trying to get them back to their home planet. Yes. Can we like switch up the whole plot like and make it fun? I mean, that was fun. Yeah, of course. But... Yeah. Okay, let's get off the little green men and move on to a listener story, shall we? I have a story here from Laura Pepworth, and she sent this to us on Instagram. If you guys have a personal paranormal story, you can send it to us at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com or on all the socials. I just sometimes forget to print them out on the socials. That's what she sent this a while ago. So Laura, I'm sorry. She says, Hey guys, hope all is well. I have a few stories I wanted to share with you. When I was a child around four or five, I had an imaginary friend and his name was Ricky and he had a dog. We had the best time playing hide and seek Legos, puzzles, and anything the usual kid would play. But he was a middle-aged man. He dressed in a scruffy manner had a beard, blue eyes. He also lived under my stairs. Okay, now I'm terrified for you, Laura. I know you made it out because you wrote this story, but creepy. I used to make my parents set him a place at the table. When I got told off, I would threaten my dad with him. Oh, Dad, if if you don't stop picking on me, I'm going to send this. Oh, wow. Okay. So he suddenly- Ricky's going to get you in your sleep. Exactly. Exactly. From under the stairs. So he suddenly disappeared one day. 
around the same age, I used to wake up in the middle of the night to a whispering noise in my ear quite regularly. This used to freak me the fuck out to the point that even to this day, I can't sleep unless my ears are covered. Oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. I do earplugs. Try that. Okay, fast forward to me being in my 20s. I brought my imaginary friend up to my parents. My mom said she never felt comfortable in the house and always felt like she was being watched. My dad also said that after his heart attack, where he was pronounced dead for a short time, he woke up to somebody pulling his ankles one night. A few months ago, when I got up for work in the early hours, I swear to God, I saw something on the stairs as I walked past the staircase. We also managed to capture something on our home camera we have in the living room. Oh, must see that now, please. Okay, Um, I'll send them through to you. Uh, Could possibly me look be me looking into things too much, but who knows. I also had an abusive ex who passed away in 2016. I have the most vivid nightmares you would never know. Ones where she kills me. She threatens me and follows me. The most recent one, I felt a warm hand on me whilst I woke up. My chest was tight and I couldn't breathe or move. That's never happened to me before. She follows me in dreams, but usually she stays away in the distance. Oh my God, that's terrifying. Like I said, these could very well be a coincidence, but my wife also says the house freaks her out as well as the dogs barking at the hallway all of the time. She said, your podcast is amazing and makes my day job more bearable. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. That was amazing. If I could have read it better. That's that's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. <laughs> oh my goodness! I ah, uh, that's that sounds really scary. Yes, especially the X stuff. I mean, I feel like the 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 childhood imaginary friend. I don't think he was out to hurt her. I really don't. Maybe he didn't like her dad. Is the vibe I get, and. Mom said she never felt comfortable in the house, but I don't think he was bothering mom either. But the ex. That's, yeah, but the fact like the dogs still bark and stuff, that, I mean, like, it's like I commend, I commend you for living with it and it being a casual thing, like this long, where you've learned to like take it. And uh, that's like, I, Wow. Oh, because wow. it's still got to be there. It has to be because it. they say at like a certain age, children just don't see them like they like yeah. she saw them when she was younger, you know? So, and that explains that. Now, the whispering in the ears is probably he just didn't want you to forget about him. Is I'm going to go with that. So, it's kind of a happy ending. Um, yeah. But I don't think he was out to harm anybody. I don't know. No, it doesn't sound. Yeah. I think if he would, he would have. Uh, I think yeah. that that. He literally was there to, like, be a companion. Yeah. And, you know, just sort of, yeah, it's, that's harm or not, that would still, I think, stick with me. I'd be pretty, I'd pre- be pretty freaked out living okay. on the stairs and stuff like that. Absolutely. Oh, but that was totally amazing. Laura, we want more stories. Send all the stories, guys. Oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. And... I loved your story so much. Yeah. I keep thinking about this ginormous dog coming out of my woods now. Great. I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm telling you, the, the, the lucky little green men story is going to be in my new campfire story. <laughs> 
Lucky and Billy Ray. Not Cyrus. Billy Ray. Billy Ray. No. <laughs> that would be that would be even better if it was Billy Ray Cyrus. Not, I think it might be scarier. I'm not gonna lie. Probably. My achy break. I never heard his new song. It's still. I think Billy Ray Cyrus. I think achy breaky heart. Maybe that's what that song is about. Little the little green men that he didn't <laughs> share moonshine with. Maybe he's a descendant of the family. Who knows? He could be. Well, maybe on next week's episode, tune in on a special <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> you guys are the best. We appreciate you more than you know. Keep sending us your stories. Keep sending us your ideas for stories. I'm Kitsy Duncan on all the socials, and Nick is I am Nick Floyd on all the socials. So if you want to hear us tell a story, reach out and let us know. But again, we appreciate you. We wouldn't do this if, well, Nick and I might tell each other stories, but it wouldn't be this formal and all this stuff. Yes. But weird is the new cool. Ghost on and stop posting goddamn skin hands. (laughs) (laughs) Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click Join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma. Your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear, go. Get. Serious, I'm out of here. Yeah, it was nasty. I was like, oh, look at these little gloves. And I was like, "Uh, oh, no, no.